So here we are, episode four of the Creatures of the Night podcast. I'm Nachi, and I got my co-host as always, David. How's Cheers. It going? Cheers. Actually, I have no drink on me today. I'm slipping. I'm envious. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're so, a little bit late. This was supposed to be the Inception was a Halloween episode, but... Yeah, Halloween gets very hectic. So it happened. It happened, yeah. But better late than never. So today's episode is going to be pretty much the monster of the moment, Art the Clown. Where we actually binged the Terrifier 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like bootleg art. Yeah, bootleg art. I personally have heard about Terrifier for quite a few years. But as a person that fucking hates clowns, I've always kind of put it in the back burner. I hear about it all the time, man. I mean, people gush about this movie. Our two hits, it's become like a, a phenomenon for a low-budget film. And then you started bringing it up, and I said, okay, I mean, I think we're going to have to, I think we're going to have to discuss this and uh, look at these films. So I binge, I went, I went balls deep. I saw the uh, anthology film to warm up to see what this was all about. Then I saw part one, and then I saw part two. How about you? Uh, well, I did the same thing you did. I think we, we talked about it around the same time. Um, I heard about it through Howard Stern show. There really? is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I mentioned to you, but I talk fast, so you probably didn't hear it. I don't, I don't, I don't listen to half the shit you talk about. Uh-huh. <laughs> On Howard Stern show uh, a few weeks ago, like before we watched it, uh-huh. um, there's there's a a staff member who's also a writer, but he's also a character on the show. This guy's obsessed with Halloween, like okay. hardcore, like even worse than you. Okay. Howard Stern always makes fun of him because this guy, he start he he starts celebrating Halloween in September, and he he wears everything Halloween underwear, and he's like John Carp. He's 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 like a redneck from Kansas. His name is Richard, Krista. Okay. okay. He's like, John Carpenter's my favorite. He talks like that, and he was talking about Terrifier. Uh huh. And he, he came up to the show and he was talking about it and Howard Stern was kind of ripping on him. But then he got intrigued and he was telling the story about Terrifier. He had seen part two in the theater. And he said he went to some this dingy theater. This is before it went super wide stream because every week he went to some theater. He drove like two hours away. The first time since COVID, he went to a theater and he went there and he said people were puking. People were coming out. He said he went to the bathroom to pee and he got scared because the, the, the bathroom was a shithole and he kept and he was describing the movie. It sounds like we're back to the grindhouse days. Yes. He he talked about the movie. He talked about that's the only movie that make that made him sick. He talked about the chainsaw in the half scene, which we're gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. And then Howard Stern was intrigued and he was asking him questions. And he brought up Art the Clown, and he was describing him. And so afterwards, I was like, oh, I wonder what, you know, I was I was curious. I wonder what this looks like. And I Googled it and I saw a photo of him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, at one point, I think that's when I we talked about it. You probably heard about it already, but I'm saying there's one point where... Uh, no, it's come, up, it. it's come up amongst us a couple of times. Yeah. And, and I you know, I have a way to watch movies. So we, 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 I watched it. And then I was, I, was, I mean, first of all, this mo- these movies are dirty, sleazy. You feel bad watching it. <laughs> but I enjoy. I was intrigued. Okay, you know what I mean. It had that that dirty grindhouse feel. Sure. But 
but less Hollywood than a Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez. This one was like dirty. It was. I felt like 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 visual horror porn. You know what I mean? It's it's gore porn is what it is. Yes. It's worse than the hostel, that torture porn. That's an own thing. This is like slasher porn. Yeah, slasher it, porn. Basically, it, it, it takes that that essence of Halloween. Oh, everything goes back to Halloween. It's that Friday Thirteenth. That that a little bit of a Nightmare on Elm Street because there's some supernatural shit coming up in the sequel. It mm-hmm. puts all that in there and it gives you that tone, and it's like you can tell it's done today and it's trying to feel like an old movie, but at the same time, in a weird way, it's different from most horror movies, and that's why I think I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, how it went is that the um, Damien Leon, the director, he did the he did like if I'm not mistaken, he did the two shorts that ended up in the uh, All Hallows Eve, right? Yeah, it was called like the Ninth Circle or whatever, and they put it into the anthology film, and it was sort of like him testing out his character. You know, it was like, and it was actually those those little short films it aren't uh, David Howard as Arthur Clown. It's a different actor. Oh, really? In the in the old ones, David Howard only came in <clears throat> for the movies, part one and two. I have not seen what he looks like yet. Oh, the real guy? Yeah, I kind of do want not expect to. that guy that to be Arthur Clown. No, 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 I'm saying like the, the guy who plays Arthur Clown now in one and two. Yeah. Is that David Howard? Yeah, David Howard. I, I don't know what he looks like. And I kind of yeah. don't want to see what he looks like. Oh, it's like like a regular dorky. Like a regular guy. Yeah, he's actually a super soft spoken, nice guy. If you see him on interviews, you're like, that guy is a terrifier. That's crazy. Of course, of course, of course. But that's how fucking good he is at what he does. Um, so for me, two things always caught my attention. I love the title. I love that name, Terrifier. I think it's fucking great. It catches your attention. And I love the design of Art the Clown. So yeah. I would always see posts and GIFs and a lot of like social media stuff on Art the Clown. And I'm always like, that's a scary looking fucking clown. I hate fucking clowns. I stayed away from it. I hate Pennywise. <laughs> you know, I love the movies, but I hate the look of them. They creep yeah. me out. Always as a kid, they creep me out. I'm glad I got into this because I fucking love Art the Clown. Yeah. My whole thing was I like part two better than part one. I agree. Okay. But I truly appreciate what the director did with part one. It's a, it's a very ambitious film with a budget of $35,000, which is kind of unheard of. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, just a couple of locations. But then again, that I guess that's what happens when you're the yeah, uh, yeah. director, editor, fucking makeup guy. Because he's yes. a makeup artist. I know. He did the effects and the makeup and editing. So he was sort of like a uh, Robert Rodriguez of like the horror world right now, in a, in a sense. You know what I mean? So... He's a one-man band. He has a vision, and he's the one in charge of everything, and he got his vision across. Um, part one, from the, from the get-go, it's fucking brutal. Like, the reputation does precede itself. It's true. It's hardcore gore porn. Like, they are not trying to hide what they are. Part one, to me, is more hardcore than part two. It was sort of a statement piece. They kind of went hard at it. And they, I mean, every part of part one is brutal. Not saying that part two is not brutal whatsoever. I'm just saying 
it's more of it punches you in the face from the beginning to yeah. end. You're like, don't look for plot and synopsis in in Terrifier One. It's basically just hardcore slasher. Well, bloodfest, you know, from start to finish. What? Interrupt. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. Uh, you're right in a way. You going back? I didn't want to interrupt you because I do that a lot. But yes, I think part two is better. Part two is better because if you've seen part one, it's 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 like a big improvement. Mm -hmm. Part one, I think part two is a little bit. The the deaths are are are, are more brutal, but I think what makes part one more is that part two is more like uh like if part one is el mariachi this one is more like once upon a time in mexico right where but it's at like the same time, that that tends to happen because you yeah. know the character it's like so much more and in fact we'll get to it i think part two is better but i think part two is way too much there's a lot of stuff in it that i was like yeah but it, it feels like I'm using my Kickstarter money right now. Like, there's a lot of scenes where I was like, "Well, we'll get to it, and we're gonna detail." But part one, I think I, I thought I liked part one more than you actually, because when you saw, you said it was okay. Yeah, literally, I, I like part one a lot. What tends to happen is that movie's been around. <clears throat> yeah, six years. At so least the the overall idea in my head of what this was going to be. To an extent was met because it was brutal, it was disgusting and uncomfortable and all that, yeah. But the fact that there was really not a real plot, it was just no, no there's no up, story. He just shows up and starts fucking massacring uh the massacre starts and it's like there's no real backstory. No, there isn't. The whole movie is inside that little halfway house, abandoned house or whatever. Right, right. And uh and that kind of left me longing for more. I was like, I feel like there was no meat to the bone, at least not much of it. It was more of a gore fest for you to like, it was more to get your attention and look what we can do and yeah, and the movie's over. I did not dislike it. I didn't love it. I fucking loved part two. I couldn't believe how much I truly fucking loved part two to the yeah, point. Part like, a lot different. I'm glad you watched it because I sent you a clip of the beginning of part two. Mm -hmm. Because I I, 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 I I think I was ahead of you slightly. I watched part one first. Right. You watch it like the next day. And then I started watching part two first. And I sent you a clip of the opening scene, which yeah. takes place after the morgue. Yeah, you yeah. could just tell the way it's lit and everything. It just was more intense. And it, that had a Friday 13th vibe. Because a lot of Friday 13th always ended with the last scene. Which I love that. I love that. Because it makes you feel like, okay... They they respect the fact that we put in the two thing, yeah. I mean, but they also jump, man. They went from thirty-five grand to two hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget for part two, which is still nothing. At least, yeah, at least that we know of. That's how much he got for free. Yeah, Not for free, but how much he, he right, right. And he and I mean, he put it, he put it in, he put in the work. You could see the value automatically, like you said, from the lighting to the sets to the colors and the. The, it's a broader scope. Oh yes, to play in, and and we'll get to the whole. I think we should just start with part one and then go to part two because we're going over the place. Yeah, 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 that's fine. So keep on with part one. Okay, part one. Um, okay. I mean, I, 
Art the Clown's intro, his first introduction to Art the Clown. I mean, mind you, I saw. Yes, talk, talk about Hollow's Eve because I haven't seen yeah. it. I only saw the beginning. Let's not count that because okay. to me, not even that feels like a rough test of what Art the Clown was eventually going to evolve to. It doesn't look exactly like him, it's a different actor. Oh, really? Okay. But the actress that played the babysitter, that's the TV reporter, right? You know what? Maybe. maybe. No, it is. When well, I watched it, I was like, that's a TV reporter lady. With uh, the okay. okay. So I don't know. I don't know if he just used her again or yeah. same character, but that's a TV reporter that gets her face, uh, well, that gets, you know. Yeah, destroyed. Yeah. By him or whatever. So no, they, by, by, the, by the, the, the woman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but they show you this whole little, like, you know, scene of him gearing up. Yes, that was like Freddy Krueger. That was like the beginning of, of Friday, uh, the first um, Nightmare on Elm Street when he's putting right. on the glove in the boiler room. Right. So it, it kind of fucks with you because you're like, is he a man or is he supernatural? Mm, that's, a big part. that's a big part. These scenes kind of lead you to believe that he's a serial killer person, mm -hmm. you know? And then he gets his little handy uh, workman bag there and goes to the, to the alley into town, but his first real scene at the pizza shop. That was really good. That is a fucking iconic scene. If I've ever seen an iconic scene for a horror icon. Okay. This was perfectly done. And I give all the props. Yes, I give the director props, but I give all the props to David Howard because you don't know really who this guy is. And your first intro to him is him sitting in a pizza place, not saying a fucking word. With a bag, and you're wondering what's in that fucking bag. And just his demeanor and his facial expressions to these two women in the fucking place. I was like, bro. You're tense, and then you, you have no idea what's going to happen. It's a type of movie where he could just, just start killing them right there in the pizza place, and that you're going to be okay. That's how you and me went into this cold turkey. We really didn't know anything. And like I said, even oh, though I saw these little films. I knew it was violent and it was bloody, but I didn't know anything about the movie. Yeah. The movie. So I'm like, anything goes, anything you take from those short films could have been rewritten. It's a different actor. They evolved him. This is from scratch. And that first scene set the tone to what catapulted this franchise. Because it showed you who he is, how he is. And it leaves you not knowing shit about who he is or how he is. He is a master. David Howard, when he explains how he sort of got into this character, he says that he took a lot of inspiration from the silent era, Chaplin. Yeah, I see that. And all that stuff. I see his, his moment, yeah. Believe it or not, one of his biggest inspirations, which when I saw him say this, I was like, what the fuck? But then I'm like, wait. I understand it. Mr. Fucking Bean. Okay. I okay, you're right. Warren Atkinson is a master at his craft. And but he's such a physical actor. Mr. Bean barely says anything. No, yeah, he hardly says if he does it's like a couple words. They're like little like, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. It's and the way he explains Mr. Bean is that he <laughs> is basically Bugs Bunny mixed in with a more nefarious 
spirit because even though he doesn't mean to do bad things, he's always up to no good and he fucks shit up. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's like an evil Mr. Bean. That's great, dude. That's a good mashup. Oh, so that is kind of what his work, you know, perspective on a demonic killer clown turns into. And I feel like that dude has won me over. I feel like I will watch anything he does now because I'm just blown away at two big movies that he's done without saying one fucking word, which in this day and age is really hard to pull off, okay? He kind of is reminding me of what's the name of this guy who does Golem and all the... Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis, except Andy Serkis does... Now he's an actor and a director, yeah. But he's also one of these like physical actors who nobody knew who he was. He was just doing mocap suits for Golem and all the other... He became the mocap suit guy. Yeah, then he's now King Kong... He's now, oh yeah, now he's in fucking Marvel movies as main villains. But this reminds me of that because this is a guy that comes out of nowhere and his whole premise is physical acting and facial acting without saying a word. So part one did that right to me. It made a star out of an unknown and they made an iconic new villain in the horror world that was desperately needed. And it's something that reminds me of something classical. I don't know if it does to you, but the more Arthur Clown starts to evolve and now we get more movies, I feel like Arthur Clown is the new Freddy Krueger. Oh, Freddy Krueger, yeah. Because it's not only is he petrifying, he's hilarious. Brother, I laughed so fucking hard in part two mainly. In shit that I felt guilty for laughing at, but oh I was yeah, like, the part the part in 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 the, in the Halloween store he's putting on glasses and shit. I could not stop fucking that's laughing. Freddy Krueger. We're talking remember, about part two. But that's Freddy Krueger. Remember he put on the glasses in one of the movies and uh, yeah, yeah. But he evolved. Part one, he's scarier. He yeah. has some funny moments. Part two, I think it was 50-50. horrifying and hilarious. <laughs> but that's my take on it. You go on. No, I mean, I agree with everything you said. Part one, um, I mean, I, I mean, I was watching it. I, to be honest, uh, part two is a better movie. I think because part two was longer and I, I, it took me longer to watch part two. But part one, I was enthralled. Mm-hmm. And actually, well, you know, um, I, ha- I, I, I was, uh, um, um, I was, um, there was there was a COVID scare, so I had to be like quarantined. So I was watching shit on my sofa as a married man. So I was like, "Let's go!" That and I was watching it, and I I felt like a little kid watching a movie that I shouldn't watch. I, well, I know you, I know when you get giddy about something because I know after you saw part one, I was getting text messages and all that, and I'm yeah. like, I never see you that way with with hard movies much. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, I gotta get into this shit and watch it. David I was like, watching that movie. And I was sleeping on the sofa, not that, that I did anything wrong, but I had to stay away from my family because I was possibly infected with COVID. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know, I was really bored. I was like, oh, yeah, let me stream it. So I, I cast it to, to the TV and I was watching it and I felt like a little kid watching mm-hmm. the movie because my wife would come out because I have a newborn to do milk. And I would pause the movie because I didn't want to explain what I was watching. And at one point, it was actually the, the saw in half scene. And oh, my wife heard. Oh! 
She's like, are you watching Portal? I was like, no, I swear to God, I'm watching this movie. <laughs> I had to explain it to her. And, it, and oh, I felt boy. like a little kid because I felt like I shouldn't be watching that. That was part of the excitement. Yes. I watched the whole movie that one night. Yes, you definitely have that. Should I be watching this shit? Yes. Which is, I know that um, like this ultra-violent, gorish porn type of horror has been around forever. But I feel like this one is almost starting its own sub-genre of it because it's becoming mainstream. Terrifier is no longer going to continue to be a underground cult film after part two. It's already grossed oh, over. Yeah. It's million. not like a animal holocaust kind of thing. It's like you don't, you don't get three extensions in national movie theaters grossing eight plus million dollars and continue to stay low budget and become a an underground cult thing. Part three is just going to get bigger and bigger and this is going to become more mainstream and it's becoming its own thing. A lot of other films are not going to try to mimic this hardcore oh, yeah, going to happen. violent type of thing and i feel like this is going to be the catalyst but sticking to part one the whole like having the final girl the two girls uh very small cast like what two girls art the clown a couple it's the the art the clown it's the friend the one you think is the main girl because she survives half the movie right and then her sister which I had a beef with that because that's part of my 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 questions later on. I I had a problem with them killing off what I yeah. thought should have been the final girl, the way they killed her off and how they killed her, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's, 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 yeah. I, I didn't. I, yeah, I mean, we could talk about it now, but that's an answer to the question you're gonna ask me about part one. But um, that sucked. <laughs> the brunette. Yeah, the 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 goth hotter version of nev campbell he looked he looked like <laughs> nev campbell with, yeah. the, with the skeleton outfit and no, she, yeah, was... she, she survived so much that you're like okay she has to be the final girl there's so many ways she could have died and then the way she dies is so stupid not stupid I, but I, I, you know what very, i think that you know what i think he was going for a psycho thing i don't know Monster. i don't honestly think that it was done to show you that when it comes to this horror guy, Arthur Clown has no rules. Okay, usually, yeah. usually they never use a gun, a machine gun. It's always they have a style, and no matter what, was, that's it, was it a handgun? A fucking handgun. Okay. Out of nowhere, he has a side piece strapped to his leg, and he goes back, and then and there's long scenes of tension. There's long scenes of him going back, putting the bullets. And you're like, okay, she's going to, yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't think we're going to sit here and go through, like, every part of part one. We're just kind of going to gloss over it because we have a lot to talk about. But I love the fact, I hate the fact that they killed the main girl the way that they killed her. But I love the fact that they bend and break all the fucking rules and go where you don't think they're going to go. Like, when the final girl starts whooping his ass... He's like, fuck this shit. He just shoots her in the fucking face. I was like, what the fuck? This came out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, so like when this motherfucker gets dirty, when shit starts to get down, he doesn't give a shit, bro. He's from the streets. Yeah, He's but also the final girl, like I didn't like the sister as much as I, I liked the other girl. Not, I'm talking about physically. They were all attractive, but I'm saying 
Yeah, as a character. There's something different about, like, you know, she's like the, they, they set up a little bit of story. I was surprised uh-huh. of the movie when it was no killing. I was interested still. Mm-hmm. They set up that she's kind of like the, the older sister is the, the academic good one. She's right. kind of like the party girl <laughs> fuck up. The only cut to her whenever they're texting or calling her yeah. for a favor or whatever. She's kind of like the little, you know, like the little mousy nerd girl. And and you're with the main chick the whole time. So you're like, you're rooting for her. Yeah. You're caring for her. And she's a survivor and she's whooping ass. She's strong. And when they fucking do her dirty like that, I was like, wow, I did not see that coming at all. At all. But that made me appreciate the movie. If a movie hits me out of nowhere where I don't even think that's going to happen. No, that, yeah, it's always a plus. They get, they get points for me. So I tell you one thing. These fucking movies do not, do not go by the cookie cutter ideals of horror movies in general. They are doing whatever they want. They guide you one way and they make a U-turn and then go the other way. And I mean, I, I enjoy that. It's, it's good to be surprised from time to time, you know? I got to say the creepiest scene in the first one is when he skins that 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 oh yeah it had it had uh uh silence of the lambs silence of the lambs fucking that vibes. part was crazy he's playing with his hair oh god bro he's got the ladies boobs the homeless ladies boobs. and it took me a couple beats it took me a couple beats to realize that he was taking he took her boobs and her hair because you see her i mean i guess that was the point of the character yeah, just to like have an extra a even, weird, sad character too. Just, just as creepy to me as a thumb sucking scene with that the homeless lady for the with a doll when she comes yeah, to part, him. part one, right? Yeah, before he he skins her. No, the whole time when she's like, "Oh, my daughter," and they show her yeah, a bunch he, of times. He goes up to her and he and she rocks him and he's sucking on his thumb. Oh yes, that was good. And she's and like, I'm like, "Where's this going? Oh my god, where's this going?" How and I give props for both movies. The continuity person is probably Damien. The blood, it, you know what I mean? Like they do a good job of a little bit of blood, and then by the end of the movie, he's soaked in blood. Which, by the way, that's a thing for part two that I want to get to because that whole, well, whatever. Let's wrap up part one because I have a lot to talk about part two. Okay, right. so the big set piece with the with her cutting the other chicken half is obviously yes. the big scene everybody talks about. Yeah, that's what actually got me to. That's the that that's what got us to watch the movie. Well, me because I heard about it. Yeah, I thought that was phenomenal. Well done. Practical, all the practical effects, amazing, amazing, disgusting, disturbing. He he hits all the fucking nails. The way it ends with the uh, cops getting there, uh, and he shoots himself. Yeah, you know somebody said, and I haven't looked it up to see if it's true or not, or he was just making fun of it. But I somebody said that the guy, the pest control guy that shows up and gets the key under the mat, is Dante from the Clerks movies. I don't think it is. Oh. No, it's not. I wouldn't. It's much. He's much younger. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, there was parts of that whole thing where I'm like, it's kind of pointless. Why are they bringing in this guy to just get shot? It's kind of stupid. Whatever. Another, another, just another death scene. Yeah, just to wrap it up or whatever. The way it ends is another way that it threw me off with him blowing his own head off, like him just fucking taking himself out. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I didn't expect that either. But then the real end, the real ending is a coda to the beginning. Yes. Which I, when I saw it, I was like, 
I see where they were going at. You assume it's it's the final girl. I mean, you assume. Well, you assume. Yeah, well, I mean, you assume it's her, but then you realize she was the girl from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know how I feel about that. It felt like a cheesy twist, even when they 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 do the the tales from the dark side, where they yeah. turn it into like. I, I, I like I like I'm a big fan of you like that. You said you didn't like the ending. You didn't like the the ending with the maybe you meant the gun, and I assumed it was the girl with the face. No, yeah, I mean I don't like parts of the warehouse ending. Oh, okay. There's, there's aspects of the warehouse chase and the way it ends. And all that that I'm not too crazy about. Some things were funny, like him. Um, was it this one or part two? Where he can't get through the door and he's got the the, the honker, and he's like honking at her. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's part one. I think it's part one. No? You know when she's through the garage, and he and he tries to get her, and he can't for whatever reason fit well, through the garage. It must be part one then. He's putting his arm through and he has this little honker thing. <laughs> no, it has to be part one because the main thing about part two that I noticed is that, which was my, my main complaint part one, it was all in that that one area. Part two is all over the place. Yes, High school is all like Halloween where he's like following her in school. We'll get to part two, but but um, yeah, part one, it, it was good enough that I wanted to see part two. Yeah, no, no, it... it it got my attention. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, Damien Leon, he definitely got my attention. I was like, I get it. I may not have loved part one, but I appreciated the hell out of the work that that guy put in all around. The design of the clown, the clown himself, the uh, the way he pulled it off with, you know, a lot of cons- constraints. I mean, 35 grand today gets you nothing. I mean, so I it got me hooked. And I already knew that I had to watch part two. Okay, so part two. Part two. Bat shit crazy. Bat shit crazy. I love, like we said earlier, uh, I think we were talking maybe off camera, but I love when a movie starts off with the ending of the original. Yes. The morgue scene, which was good in the first movie. I love those tie-ins. You know, like it's conjoint. It's all naturally forming. and, and, And it's not wasted to see part one somebody said you don't need to see part one to see part two and to an extent yes yeah but it's better if you watch part one it's like terminator one terminator two you don't have to see part one but but i think you want to know who this yeah tv station lady is and all these characters that they talk about but they solidify the fact that he's not human in the opening scene when he puts his brains back in and and the eyeball then you're like okay what's going on here there's some supernatural shit going yeah. on, yeah. and uh, and and they don't waste time in the sequel setting you up with that. No, I love what they show that shot of him walking away from the warehouse with the bag, and the police cars are flying by. Yeah. It had like a little Halloween two vibe where it's like, and then they then they then they jump to part two. Yeah, there's exactly. a little bit of a jump where he where art is now pop culture and he's in the, in the media. And then it's now like suburbia, suburbia, ET, fucked up ET with the single mom. Yes, yes, dad. Yes, and uh, it's it's sort of like Haddonfield. Yeah, butchering murders that happened and all this stuff. They've invented their own Haddonfield, pretty much. 
the family, I actually truly liked. Mm -hmm. They didn't annoy me. A lot of people say that the mother was terrible or not. I didn't mind her at all. I feel like everybody was... Oh, it seemed like a real stressed out mom. Realistic. It felt like a real family with fucking problems, you know? Uh, like the, girl was the girl was amazing. Oh, she was fucking awesome. She was I great. thought the girl in the original was great. She upped the game. This one was... No, oh, she's great. Uh, she was awesome. She was awesome. I don't name. She, she. I think she's a, she has like a Hispanic last name. She's actually Italian. Italian, okay. But she was great. She was amazing. She had a good look, and then and then and then you know she evolved from, you know, like oh troubled girl to at the end, basically a superhero. You know what I mean? It you know, good. she's actually a like a martial artist and shit. She's a real badass, and you can see it in her confidence, the way she her her. her we'll talk about it, but there's a lot of mythology there with the angel right. and then. Oh yeah, the, the, the him him flagging her the passion of Christ whip thing and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was totally like 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 good against evil, Jesus against the Satan. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess they were like, you know what? We're not Excalibur somehow. Those Excalibur shit. <laughs> they were bad shit crazy in part two. They're like, bro, you gave me a, a, a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget for me. That might as well be a million. I'm gonna go nuts. Yeah, I was like, went nuts, bro. He went fucking nuts. The, uh, the, I love the whole, like, troubled brother who they play with the idea of, they put a seed in your head, whether is he a fucking dark, like, serial killer in the making type of guy? Yeah, is he going to, like, team up with him or he's going to be? I don't know if he's going to be team up, but is he going to be bad or he's whatever? Like, Corey Cunningham. <laughs> or exactly. He's like younger Corey Cunningham, but ends up being that he's not he's like a real kid he's just a kid that you know he's just like yeah he's fascinated by all this shit he has that book with his dad's sketches which is weird. circular books who has that me where you guys make fun of me yeah had all these circular books yeah 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 but he has his dad's sketchbook which has yeah. like and the dad things from the first part yes like the clown is in it and you're like what the fuck is going on here What's weird though is that they never really touch up on that afterwards. No, 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 no. They don't. Yeah. That's part of the problem. They they bring up so many questions and they kind of leave you hang they give you more in this movie, but they leave you hanging still. I feel like maybe he did it on purpose to save it for the third part. Maybe. I, I mean they just announced oh wait, they just announced that part three is gonna be in 3D and it's gonna be in SeaWorld. Are <laughs> the cloud goes to sea world you got you got me for a second there <laughs> and for some reason dennis quaid is gonna be his dad that would be i'm all for it he just comes at the camera for some reason and it cheesy breaks the glass <laughs> like imagine this could go bad they um damien leon could get too 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 much that's gonna play his dad that's one of my concerns Christopher walking yo art why you why you killing you know it's me, your dad. For three long years, I held this watch up my ass. Remember, I'm Giggles the Clown. Remember me, Art? The, the kids call me Giggles. You do it better than me, but but that that's one of my concerns, which I have highlighted yeah. right here. Yes, it's gonna next one's gonna be in the millions. More money, more studio problems. You know what I'm talking about? 
my look this is exactly what i'm gonna i'm gonna read to you what's in big and yellow right here word for word it shit looks like a script yeah it is pretty much it says i worry that the bigger the popularity and budgets get mm -hmm. will lose its grimy charm and turn more into a cleansed studio film god forbid it'll be rated r no <laughs> you know that this movie was released in theaters unrated I know. They don't do that anymore. Unrated film. I've never seen that in my life. The last person to do it was George Romero with his Dawn of the Dead and shit like that back in the 70s. That's a different lifetime ago. You would never think that this would happen. And it keeps getting re-released and re-released because it's making money hand over fist. Like I said, I feel like this is going to spawn its own sub-genre of acceptable gore and violence ultra violence in movie theaters think about it movie theaters are bleeding nowadays they're barely hanging no pun intended yeah they're barely hanging in there with streaming services okay what if they literally start to turn into grindhouses again that'll why be not? why not the bills and they're making the money I can see this starting to happen. Remember I said it here first. Grindhouse is coming back, baby. Snuff films and porn. The real, the real Grindhouse. Old New York is coming back. It'll be a double feature, Terrifier with Debbie Does Dallas. Woo. Woo. Giuliani's coming back to clean it up, baby. Bodily Fluids double feature. Hey, hey. The way things are going, people need to survive, hey. If it pays the bills. But anyways, that's neither here there. Let's get back to part two. Part two was, how long was it? Two, two hours. hours and 20 minutes. I can honestly tell you. An hour longer than the last movie. Yeah. I can honestly tell you that I watched it by myself at home with my dog. And it flew by. I couldn't believe it went that fast for me. It ended and I was like, hey, wasn't this movie supposed to be? And I'm like, holy shit. It flew by for me, okay? You said that uh, you saw it and you fell asleep because you were tired and you saw it late. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I had a lot of things going on, so I, I, I couldn't watch it all the way. I saw, I saw a big chunk, but the last, like, 30 minutes, I had to watch it another day. So that, that was it. I prepped my day, and I was like, I know that tonight I'm going to watch it. So I dimmed the lights. I got the lube. I had a couple beers. The lube. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw myself and I don't know if it was because mentally I knew it was going to be longer I didn't even think about it dude I was so enthralled in this movie loving everything about it that it just flew by when it finished I remember thinking wait a minute Chris Jericho is supposed to be in this movie and he hasn't been there oh, the final scene the final yeah lo and behold boom we get the ending with the credit cookie and I was like holy shit so to me a lot of people say, yeah, it was way too long and didn't beat. I enjoyed every minute of it. I thought it was just fine. Maybe if I was sitting in a movie theater, I saw it at home, I would be like, fuck, man, I want to go home already. This to me, it was great. I ate it all up. No, what I meant was being too long is, well, yeah, I mean, I saw it in part, so it felt longer to me. Yeah. But I, I guess what I mean is, I guess what I mean is it, it does feel a little gratuitous. That whole dream scene at that that in that that kind of like Barney thing, 
Yeah. You know, you know and he wouldn't, he, normally that would, they would cut that out. I feel like that was because he had the money to do it. Exactly. He the movie and he's like, we still have money. Let's fucking do something extra. That's what I meant. I meant there's a lot of scenes that it, it felt, it felt like, yeah, they, I mean, I mean, a lot of the, a, especially the ending when he's chasing, uh, uh, the main girl and the kid, there's a lot of scenes where, I mean, it's fine that it's longer, but I guess I'm looking at it as an editor, I guess. There's a lot of scenes where, like, they could have, like, nothing changed. They, they, there's a lot of expanded scenes, which I guess if you got the money, now you have, like, what, four times the budget? I mean, we would do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? But but, but it it does feel it does feel it does to me it felt it felt more bloated than the first one. I mean, yeah, as in like a lot. That whole skit that you're talking about, yeah, felt like a promotion they should have had to promote the movie because it's really a te- a, a pointless scene. Really, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. There's no real reason for her to even have that dream about Arthur Clown and. And it's sort of like this whole how do do they bring it up later on? They 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 bring it up later on some of that scene in in the end. Oh no, yeah, because they show everybody dead, all yeah. shot up. But so I'm saying that could have been in the movie, but like I, I I just feel like, like you said, if this was a major motion picture, that would have been trimmed into like a dream sequence that. of flashes. Oh yeah, been, sure. I mean, it goes on for a long time, and they're all on fire. I mean, very well done. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Very well done, and then they're all getting shot, and then the girl's on fire and everything. But it felt like it, it just felt like, all right, we no, have no. this extra ten thousand bucks. Let's just do this whole scene because it's unrated. Fuck it. Technically, to me, it was worth it because they used it in a lot of the trailers and stuff. And I think it's. Well, I never saw the trailers, so I don't know about that. And you know the part where he first they introduce him in the show when he comes out, and he's like, "Hi, ho!" That whole thing. Yeah, there's he's money like, shots in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's definitely more money in this. You see stuff like that. A lot more deaths. Uh, a lot more actors and people like, like the high school. Yeah, yeah. Scenes with the Halloween the, party. Yeah, scenes with the camera moving, steady cam, like actual, like real movie scenes of them it, talking and everything. Yeah, it really did feel. Like a Halloween movie. And I don't mean like Halloween the time. I mean like a Halloween Michael Myers movie where yeah. it's like their version of a Haddonfield, their version of a serial killer, the town folk. You get to see the high school and the kids and all that. And then she's the only one that like senses yeah. him and everything and believes in yeah. him. They, they fleshed out their little world a lot better this time. Yeah. Um, the, the, um, okay. We could just start getting into the meat of it. Like we could start getting into Arthur Clown and the killings. Okay, look, one of my favorite scenes of this franchise was the costume shop introduction to Arthur Clown to this girl here, right? Besides her dreams. The whole sunglass rack thing made me laugh so fucking hard. I couldn't stop laughing, which that's what I'm telling you. He's evolving into the new Freddy Krueger. This guy is getting so comfortable in this character that he's becoming more frightfully funny. He's like teasing people. He's just funny the way he like, you know, every time you look at him, it's like a different pair of sunglasses. Oh, yeah. yeah. What I love about it is that 
he's obviously creepy, but he's not imposing. He's not like a big, bulky Jason or right. so he's when like people, a friend. He's like yeah, a friend. Exactly. And so when people are like, there's so many scenes where some assholes like you motherfucker, like the guy at the store, and you're just waiting for art to just fuck him up. Kind of waiting for it. Right. You're like, oh, this guy's screwed. That's another thing. It's like he's like a small, scrawny guy, you know. Yeah, you kind of feel like he's bullied. Like you kind, he, he kind of has that kind of like sympathetic, weird way, where you kind of feel bad for him, but at the same time, he's a psychopath. But but he's also like super strong. Yeah, of course he ha- Yeah, he's, he's not normal. He'll just grab somebody and throw him across the counter like nothing. He's hacking people up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean that's what's great about it because you know they have you know. He's a slender build. He has like oversized bag. He's not, he's not intimidating. And then, you know, he can just take a beating, take an axe. He can take anything to his head. He comes back. He yeah. reacts to things, though. He's like, ah, you're like, oh, maybe he's yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah. He wakes up, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why, well, like when they when they kill him at the end, I was like, are you sure he's dead? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. he's not. <laughs> but, I, dude, how, how funny that scene, dude. And And she's petrified of him and she's at the counter and she's like please don't honk the horn and he's like in the background holding he's like <laughs> he's just being an asshole and the scene where he's trick-or-treating that was a good scene too yeah yes not like he won me over in this movie i put him right up there man i fucking love art the clown as much as i hate fucking clowns art the clown my hat's off to David Howard, brother. You fucking killed it. I am a huge fan of yours and your work, man. Um, so, yes, they start building up this mythology with her dreams and all this stuff that starts happening to her. The fire that blows fire up. Fire in her house. The, the mystery of her dad. The obsession uh, her brother has with the killings. It's kind of interesting that her dad sketchbooks of like this guardian angel and she's a cosplayer and she's building her costume based on her dad's drawing. I mean, maybe part three will be about her dad. It like, has obviously, he had a premonition. Can we talk about a guy who's having fucking psychic premonitions of a future serial killer and butcherings that he never saw in person? Or did he know this character? Yeah, was I was thinking I was really the clown? It. when it ended, I was kind of not disappointed, but I was like, okay, because I was thinking, like, was her dad Art the Clown? Did he read? reincarnate did he know it was he you know what i mean like what happened was he a character he drew and came to life i was thinking so many things and they may be true this movie raises so many questions and answers none of them yes that's one of my problems with it yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we, we that's have it here that's a lot yeah i'm ready for you to tell me the questions because yeah not yet. When, I, know, I know. I'm just getting it ready. When part two, when I was getting ready to watch part two, I tried to not listen to the reviews. I could hear things here, but I didn't hear anything. I was trying to block it out. And I was hoping they'd touch more on his origin of Art the Clown. And they kind of never do. They show you some things here and there or whatever, but whatever. Getting back to this whole story, this whole plot. Part two has much more of a plot yes. and story than part one. Part two is laying out a road. Okay. They introduce you to a real final road. We 
They introduce you to her family and their somewhat connections to Art the Clown somehow. And you start going on this path of the little brother is, is kind of like the detective who's doing, who's connecting all the dots with his dad's visions and sketches and Art the Clown. And he's convinced that his big sister is supposed to be this guardian angel that her dad has been drawing and all this stuff. And maybe that she's the only one that's meant to be able to kill this evil and all this stuff. And it starts, you know, giving you a bigger picture of what's kind of happening here. And I feel like it's awesome because the acting is very good. The main girl is believable as fuck. And you're going on this journey with her. And for all that she's going through with the broken house. Like I was telling you, the brother that you don't know if he's really fucked up or not. Uh, the mother who's going through all her fucking pains of having two kids and all the shit that she's dealing with. And and I found her to be more believable of a mother going through shit like that. Um, and her little group of friends. I like the whole cosplaying aspect of her being into it because I feel like that's a realistic take on kids nowadays. Teenagers are so into shit like that and cosplaying and all that stuff. Um, I'm not rambling if you want to say something. No, 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 no. You're on the right track. Uh, the okay. mom was great. Uh, the girl was great. She was believable. She did a good job in the beginning. They make her, you know, like you believe that she's kind of like an outcast, but, you know, she's still kind of like attractive. Yeah, and then and then she becomes strong, and you believe it. She does great. She's great. She's great at being scared. That's a hard thing to be scared and believable. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's crying. Just go uh, with the blood. She's just really good. Her brother, I liked her the character. I mean, he seemed a little bit like a rook, like a rookie, rookieish a little bit, you know, like a little bit. Mm, but he was fine. He was mm -hmm. fine. But um, the friend was good. All the school stuff was good. No, I'm totally on board with what you were saying. Okay. The scene when they're all like in lunch talking about stuff. Like it just looked good. It just it felt like 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 scream, but like a fucked up version of it. Okay. Isn't there a scene when they go to the club and they and they get fucked up, right? It's uh part two, right? It's a Halloween party. Yeah, yeah, and they get that's part I two. Right? They were fucked up from a from a night out of town that you just don't see. Yeah. Part two, yeah, part two is the one when they're in the club, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, okay. I confused them too. Now I'm thinking about it. It's been like yeah, I know, I know. that's what happens when you see them back to back. It feels like a one long movie. Part two is the one where the guy get he gets his dick pulled out, right? Part two, yes, 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 yes. Of course, yeah, yeah. Because like, I'm confusing yeah. it with the friend from the first movie. Yeah, that part was good. What do you think about Art's new accomplice? Oh the yes, we didn't girl. talk about that. That shit was crazy. The laundromat scene, I told you about it. Okay, so the laundromat scene and the uh, costume he comes, scene. He comes a few times. Doesn't the mom, doesn't the mom, there's another character that turns into her too, turns into the, the clown. I think it was the mom, right? There was another scene with another character was in the makeup. I think it was the mom. In the makeup? Yeah, you know, the, the little clown girl of him. Uh -huh. There's another scene with another character was in the makeup, in a vision. I think it was the mom. I don't remember. 
Maybe. I don't oh, know. I like, I, like, I mean, I, yeah, I like that. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it's almost like he's infectious. It's in his hand, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not real because there's a scene. Uh, it's, it, once again, with the supernatural, when they introduce her in that creepy fucking laundromat scene where he's playing patty cake with her, taking a shit. The other guy, she takes a diarrhea fuck, shit. He, no, yeah, but the other guy that's sitting. Yes, there, I know, I know. And then he's dead later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's watching Art, butt booty naked, playing patty cake by himself. There's nobody there. It's in his head the whole time. Yeah, that's when I started thinking that maybe he was, that was, he's imagining his daughter and his daughter was going to be her. You know, I like. Feel, I feel like it's going back to the Freddy thing. Art, it's almost like he can only do certain things when he wants to kill somebody. Because later on in the movie, the little brother and her can see the little girl. The little brother sees Art and the little girl playing with the dead possum in the high school. I mean, yes. in the school yes. on the floor. The boy, the boy sees it, and they think that he they they expel him. And yes. then later, Art upgrades like a motherfucker, and now he has a killing van. And they can see her in the van with those badass, crazy, glowing eyes sitting there. Right, the black van, like yeah. from the black phone. She art has like a killing van now. Oh, I haven't seen that movie. It's good. Black phone. I haven't seen it either. Oh, okay. Well, maybe she's like an extension of him. Like when he's not around, she's like, he's, he's like God and he's Jesus Christ. You know, oh, like she separates. No, I'm saying like the stuff. Like the more strong he gets, the more he can start like expelling characters oh, out of his being. I don't know. Yeah. I'm he's saying like. I don't know. I don't know what that means. That's the thing about the movie. It's like shit happens. You're like, yeah, okay. I'm okay with that. I don't know what that means, but it's fucked up. They're throwing shit on the wall and it's sticking. It works. You just have no answers for these questions. Everything is up in the air. It's like how now he has a sidekick that nobody sees and it looks just like him, but a little girl version. And And they don't really answer anything. You just have to accept it. And it's kind of cool, bro. I kind of dig it. It makes your imagination go nuts. Is he like some kind of interdimensional demon? And he's spawning more demons? I don't know. Damn, I know. Oh, well, like you said, the guy sees art, but not her. So maybe they're not, they're ne- they're never at the same place at the same time. But art himself just discovered her. Did he? I didn't get. I mean, I didn't realize that he discovered her there. Andromac, when he's waiting for his clothes. He looks over and she's like, hey, he doesn't know who she is. And he's like, what? Yeah, he's, I guess you're right. And then they kind of like, she wins him over and starts to like poking his eyeball. Remember his bloody eye or whatever. Okay. So maybe, maybe, well, maybe what, maybe whatever he is, there's other versions of him and he saw another one. I don't know. And, that, and at the end, when, at the end, when, when she shits out his, when she gives birth to his head. I mean, maybe that's they, you know what I mean. Like maybe that's what they're trying to go for. That like, he's evil and there's evil everywhere, or some bullshit like that. You know what I mean? Like that's another another version of him. Or maybe he he just I don't know. Maybe he's longing for some sort of connection, and he sees her as like oh, 
I don't know. I have no idea. All I know is that I thought, I thought there was gonna be like a like a scene where he's gonna have to have sex with her in the ritual and something was gonna happen. You didn't <laughs> think that? With who? The little girl? No, the the main girl. I thought there was gonna be some sort of thing where he had to like make. Oh, nah, nah. I don't think they would go into him having sex because I would answer too many questions. He's almost androgynous. You know, he's kind of like I don't know. Could be anything. He's weird. I feel like that laundromat scene and also opens so many more questions for me about the little girl and shit. And also, he's got to give me some cleaning tips, bro. How the fuck did he get all that blood off that suit, bro? That shit came out clean as shit. Tied. Tied with. <laughs> but the the movie is just a bigger scope. The trigger. Oh my god. When he kills the mom, her, her friend mom. that was trick or treating, it goes on forever. Oh my god! So he that throws ass on her, and then he just was bashing her. Okay, the other laugh out loud. I couldn't stop laughing, and it was so disgustingly that I felt bad for laughing. After he fucking butchers her in such a horrific way, that motherfucker runs back on the scene like he forgot something. He's like, "I got bleach and salt." Oh my god. I was like, yes. oh my god, what are you doing? That took him to what I started saying. This guy is Freddy Krueger now. It's fucking hilarious the fucked up shit he's doing. He's yeah, so he's funny. Dude, he's just like having fun with his victims and his reactions to shit. Like he'll do something and he's so proud of himself. He's just like, like yeah, yeah, to nobody. He'll just call it to the camera. Bro, dude. I love Art the Clown, bro. What can I tell you? He won me over big time in this movie. Like I, I was like, it's so fucked up on my behalf that I found so many obscene things uncontrollably laughable, like throughout the movie. That if my wife would have been there, she probably would have been disturbed. So you know? didn't see anything, right? No, she didn't see either. I saw them all by myself, and I'm yeah. like, I'm laughing at all these fucked up things. I, I, I yeah. I think this is skewered to, I mean, everyone's different, but it, it's definitely most, I think most, most females are not going to, not going to be attracted to this movie, but not everybody. A lot, of, a lot of horror girls and stuff that are into this shit, but. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. I'm saying you have to be a horror fan. In a some horror stuff, but this genre of horror, I don't think is going to be for her. So the whole thing of people talking about, oh, people are fainting and throwing up in theaters. Is exactly this point. Those are normies that are hearing the hype during the Halloween season. Yeah, that's they've been doing that shit since, since The Exorcist. And they're, I have that written right here, bro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. People's reactions in theaters of fainting, vomiting, etc., is the new Exorcist reaction. Yeah. To people who are not desensitized. Those people. Those are people dragged to watch the movie. Oh, it's Halloween. I hear this is great. People are talking about it. They go see it and they're not mentally ready for this type of level of gore and they can't handle it. And Okay, one or thing, I, I, sorry to interrupt. I love about this movie is that almost every murder, brutal, 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 and you think it's over and there's always another shot of, of him coming back and then, you know, talking about there's it. always a final shot that lasts even <laughs> longer. They have every shots and then there's a last shot where he's like ripping something and it's like oh that's the last part 
that's well that's becoming the signature of this franchise it's like you think it's over and then and then and then there's more you went too far just kidding we're gonna go too far every fucking time and it's like it's like the reverse the reverse jump scare where you see the cat and then yeah it's like ah and then you think it's over and then ah, he does it again or they come or someone finds them and then they they show it even more. Yeah. That guy's face with the fucking candles. Oh. Off and eyes and shit. Isn't I'm like, part one? Isn't that the manager in part one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, oh. lo- I love the janitor guy, the Hispanic guy. He looked like somebody we would put in our movie. Like, I don't <laughs> I want to get paid more for this shit. <laughs> so, like, in this one, I feel like they upped it the ante and they hit the home run. Usually... It's very hard for a sequel to be better than the original. Yeah. And they, to me, it was 100%. They got so many vibes down to, like, the whole, like, ending set piece inside of a, 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 a like, circus theme park or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the fun house and stuff. And the music. The music is great. The, 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 the like. The scenes, the montages where she's uh, like making the costume was very like drive, like you said for Halloween through Halloween, whatever. Yeah, some big synth wave. Uh, yeah, it had that vibe. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. But it's um, the whole the whole thing is just well done. A lot of people say that this is what happens when you're wearing too many hats. He's a director, editor, and all that, and he put everything in. He didn't cut anything out. He needs to. I get it. I get it. I could see it where he just tried, he put all his passion is there and he's trying to cram it all in there and not cut any of it out. And I agree. It could have been tightened. There's a lot of things not there, but dude, if you go from a $35,000 hit to a a $250,000, do what got you there, man. Follow your heart. I don't blame him at all. I may have done this. I agree. I, mean, I, I, I think you would agree with me here. Like a lot of directors, not comparing them to Damien necessarily, but how many times these directors, like a Peter Jackson, a Sam Raimi, a Robert Rodriguez, when they do the low budget stuff, and then when they go mainstream, it's watered down studio. It's watered down. It's always like, oh, it's. It, I see it, but it's not as crazy as the last one. Like a lot of people. Talking about Peter Jackson and Sam Raimi, yeah. okay? a lot of people nowadays are like, Peter Jackson, oh yeah, Lord of the Rings. I'm like, have you ever seen Dead Alive? That is the original. Or bad taste going back to like the, the bad taste barrel. Dead Alive, I don't know if it still holds a record, was the movie with the most gallons of blood in it. The bloodiest movie ever made, yeah. yeah. The lot more like, scene alone is just over uh, the top. A whole zombie <laughs> ending in the mansion. And it's not only blood, it's like ch- thick, chunky, like like soup. It's like V8 soup. That movie is out of control, but it's done in a slapstick cartoon. Yes. That's okay. what that makes it work. And but, it, it kind of in a way the terrifier is it's it's not the same as that, but it's it's yeah. over so over the top that it's kind of like you can't take it too seriously. It's not like hostile. Where it's like, oh my god, terrifier for money. Like you can't compare it to Dead Alive because Dead Alive is slapsticky. Yeah, okay. yeah. dark comedy. 
This is mean-spirited. It is, but... In a tongue-in-cheek kind of wink-wink kind of way. Yeah, it's kind of like a wink a wink to the slasher films. It's not like, like a hostel or a saw where it's supposed to be like, oh, very serious. You know what I mean? Like right. seven, wannabe seven or something. Right. It's, um, but that's what I mean. For the, the normies, as they would be called, the everyday Joe that goes to a movie like this that isn't used to all these the muggles, the regular the people. Or horror movies. Yeah, they go to the theaters and they take a shit. That's what happened when The Exorcist came out and people were like flipping out in theaters like they were possessed by the devil. Because they not, they're not desensitized to stuff like that. They're not used to stuff like that. And that's why I say this is going to send, this is a, this is a, it's a trendsetter. This is going to make a new subgenre yeah. of ultra-violent slasher, ultra-slasher movies. And I'm all for it if done right. I just don't want to see now a bunch of like Bloomhouse wannabe, you know, still semi studio watered down versions of copies of Art the Clown. Okay. Because it's already gonna... happening. Bloomhouse is doing Exorcist remake. You heard that, right? Yeah, I know. It's the same guy that's fucking did the, the Halloween movies. Yeah. And they're bringing back the mom from, from Exorcist. Ooh, so like, what ooh. are we gonna do? The same shit, like Halloween. Like, who cares about the who Color cares about the numbers? Color by numbers. We brought Jamie for this. Now we get the lady from The Exorcist, and we yeah, I know, but bring bring back Linda Blair. Don't bring back the fucking mom. They probably will bring back Linda Blair, and they just won't say it. And then later on, they'll leak it on purpose, and everybody will be like, "Oh shit, Linda Blair!" And she'll be in it for two seconds as like a cashier in a fucking scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what they do now. That's what they do now. You know, that's how you. Oh, uh, Linda Blair is now 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 she's now the priest. <laughs> yeah, she's now the priest. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you make the priest yeah. Linda Blair and a woman. There you go, gold. What a twist! What a twist! <laughs> so, anyways, to start wrapping this up, I love part two. I feel like they opened a lot of doors. They made it supernatural as fuck. They made the final girl a badass who actually whoops his ass. Yeah. Somehow dies, comes back from the underworld with Excalibur. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. One, one other thing, especially in part two. But I feel like, I mean, I don't know if it's the story points, but there's parts where Art could have just killed her and he doesn't. It's almost like, he needs her or yeah exactly like he's he can't come to you know what i mean like there's many times where yes for she sure. has many she has many chances to and he just looks at her or what like, turns around or makes choices like it's the whole michael myers uh strode's linda strode's thing where he probably could have killed her so many times that for whatever reason something yeah stop connection for whatever reason which I'm sure he'll touch up on on part three or whatever they'll bring about because guess what? Spoiler, she actually survives. <laughs> I'm glad she fucking made it. They killed the final girl in part one. She was cool as fuck. She's a badass. She's now going to be a cult hero. So her life is going to change in real life. She better be prepared because now... Her face is going to be on merchandising everywhere. People are going to love this chick. And uh, she killed it. She fucking killed it. 
So the way this movie ties and ends to wrap it up, okay? What do you think about them bringing back the Saint, the 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 girl from part one? I thought it was a cool way to like tie in stuff. You know, it has roots. The makeup was better. You could tell the makeup was way better. Um, the whole ending threw me off because so many more questions now. Like, huh? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, so movie ends. Art gets killed. Final girl's a badass, right? Yeah. The mother dies brutally, tying it to part one. Art doesn't play by the rules, and that motherfucker packs. This time he has a shotgun and blows her fucking head off. Which, by the way, another scene. He, he puts her in the dinner table. Mashed potatoes. Yeah. Oh God, I have so many questions to Mr. Leon. You have some fucked up dreams, my friend. I don't know where you're getting these fucking scenes from, but oh. I gotta send you audio clip. He was on. He was on the Howard Stern show, not with Howard Stern. That same guy, Richard Christie, had a Halloween special, uh-huh. and he, he interviewed the kid from Child's Play. And he interviewed Damien Leone and he talked about the movie and he talked about his inspiration. Um, what movie was it? Oh, he was oh, Jack the Ripper in the interview. He sounds like a normal guy. He says he was obsessed with Jack the Ripper and those photographs of Jack oh. the Ripper's victims. Yes. Famous one where the woman's like carved up. He goes, yeah. that's, what, that's what got me to do Art the Clown. And he talks about it and he's like, yeah, that, I wanted to mimic that. Like that would that that fucked me up as a kid. That someone could do that, and it was like it was like horrible, but art at the same time. No pun intended. Yeah. Talks about it that Jack the Ripper inspired him for Art the Clown. The way that the the murders are displayed, you know, like like violent, but at the same time, uh, you know, like 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 I guess in a way like art. That's I'm why sure. I think that's why his name is Art. If I have to think about it, I thought it was because of the beautiful murals of feces that he leaves everywhere. <laughs> but I'm sure that he is a hodgepodge of that and maybe even some uh, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, all circulars. All this that sick shit. Yeah, I'm sure. But, I'm but the sure. first movie, when you watch it, you don't realize that it's going back. It's going out of, out of out. part one actually starts with the ending of part two, if you think about it. Because yeah, the woman's that's... already. Yeah. So yes. part one ends in the fact of like she kills the, the, the she kills the, the TV show host. And at right. the end, she's like still alive. So you. They set up like she's gonna be the next art, or works with art or something. Exactly. So they kind of do that at the end where art comes out of her. So yeah. So many maybe questions. maybe. Okay, so we cut to after credits. We cut to a mental asylum like Arkham. Yeah. After the after the, after the regular credits before the strolling ones, they have the the scene, and I didn't know that uh, Chris Jericho was in it. I was watching it. I'm not a wrestling guy, but I was like, "Isn't that isn't that isn't that the wrestler guy?" You know, I I recognized him right away. And then, um, I mean, is she the little girl, like reincarnated? You know, like maybe she becomes the girl. Like, who knows? I don't know. How does art come out of her? Is art having a? Is that art side piece? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is that, I think is it's that his Quinn to the Joker? But it's like Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger had all this weird shit you just accept. Yeah, exactly. Before, like, a, do- a dog pees fire and he comes to life. 
Yes. So, like it doesn't make sense. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, part three would be good if like that woman, like maybe we just saw the head. Maybe the head is a baby. In part three, she's with the baby and it's like a little art baby. And she sees the baby and she raises him and he grows up and then becomes art. That would be fucked up. Weird shit too. I mean, I'm pretty sure part three is gonna start and he's already like grown out of it. You know, I don't it think it would start with that last scene and then not gonna be like like group that is gonna take 18 movies for him to get back to Vin Diesel size. It's, it's probably like, gonna be the head and then the feet grow out and then he just stands up like the thing. Who knows, bro? Yeah, maybe. Why not? I mean, but anyways, that's the big weird cliffhanger ending. He spewed out in disgusting fashion from the mangled crazy bitch in the fucking asylum. And she has his head and he's like, nyeh, nyeh, nyeh. and that's how the movie ends. So many questions unanswered. So overall, that leads me to my usual question to you. Yeah, Jay, go for it. Honest? What do you wish they did and what do you wish they did not? In the series as a whole, not even part one or part two, just everything. Okay. In the series as a whole, um, I'm going to combine the movies. I wish, I wish there was more answers to questions. Part one had too, too, little, too little background. Mm -hmm. Part two had more background but more questions. Mm-hmm. So that's the main thing. Um, I wish that there was more answers to the questions in part two. I wish we knew more about art. Maybe that's why we like it so much. But I wish there was more questions to part. I mean, more answers to part two. The main thing in part one is I wish that the main girl was not the sister. That's the main part. Okay. Okay. And then part two, the main question is yeah. I wish that they would have the whole setup with the father and the drawings and the excalibur, the, the the sword. I wish that it would have more, um, like more, more, more of a reason. I, you know, that's that's really the only thing. Okay, okay. My wish they did. It's pretty much like yours. I want more of the origin story. I know I that. Agree. I know that keeping a character so vague and unknown sometimes works wonders because it's got, sometimes it adds to the mystique, and you can think anything in your head of oh anything's a possibility. But I just I need something. I want a little something. I thought I was gonna get it in part two, and. Yeah. They just made a hundred more questions that I need answers for. At least answer one or two of them, man. Don't unanswer all of them. You know what I mean? That's my wish they did. My wish they didn't is more of a fear for this franchise going forward, which is don't get bloated, not only financially, but egotistically going forward. Don't let the success start turning the franchise into the death of what happens to almost every franchise. Try to be that guy that actually did it and kept it real all the way across with the same vision, the same grit, the same style, the same nastiness that got you to where you're getting and will go going forward. If you sell out 
and do part three for $30 million and it's theatrical nationwide, I can't fault you for it because we all got to make it. The dream is to make it and get the payday, right? But as an artist that works so hard and with the co-following you've built, I hope that you stick to your to your vision and finish it through. Part three, I want you to do this shit. I know it's going to be for a bigger budget because you know it is. You don't spend 250 Gs and net gross already past 8 million and not have studios lining up to give you the money to go do the big part three or yeah, whatever. At least, at least $8 million. They were like, yeah, yeah, here we go. Like I said, I avoided this movie for years. I, I hate clowns. I hate all that shit. And I'm glad you convinced me to do it because oh, I became, you knew about it. You knew about it before. Yeah, I, I told you. I, I've heard about this movie for years, and I've seen the memes and the pictures. I hate clowns. I've always been like, yeah, not for me. I'm glad you got me to do it because I fucking fell in love with this Arthur Clown guy. Uh, David Howard blew me away. Big fucking fan. If you ever, if you watch this, I would love to interview you one day. You blew it out of the park, man. But I just hope they keep at it and remember what it is that made this special and they fucking keep with it for part three. So really, that's my wish they did, wish they didn't. So overall, I think we're both on the same boat. I think we're both big fans. I love part two. I liked part one, but I can see where it was heading and I can see what they were trying to do. And I could appreciate, I could always appreciate the hell out of... Uh, Practical effects and makeup. I'm a big fan of it, proponent for it. They, I will pay for their movies when it's yeah, that was good. Get artists that are doing it the right way and not copying out with shit CG and fake blood and all. So, David, uh, David Howard and uh, Damian Leone, keep at it, man. Big fan. You won me over. I'm a huge Terrifier fan. I'm a huge fan of you guys, and I will keep an eye on you guys for all your work going forward. You know what might happen? Terrifier three might not happen right away. They might tap him to make a, a another a, a big budget horror movie. Could be. You know what I mean? Like he'll do like the next it's Bloomhouse movie. Fuck Bloomhouse. I'm saying he he might do like, <laughs> like like I don't know like you know like 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 a classic movie that nobody talks about. That's not a franchise and just do it. I'm sure. I'm sure he's gonna have all kinds of doors open. Sure he has, you know, like oh, I would love to remake this movie and that movie, like you said, like Jack the Ripper. He might even make a Jack the Ripper movie. How about it, bro? Who Imagine, like, I mean, what's the last Jack the Ripper movie Hollywood from hell? Not really a Jack the Ripper movie. It was more like That's investigating it. Yeah, can you imagine like him doing some sort of like, like Jack the Ripper? movie like from his point of view that would be interesting yeah. you know yeah. he, he'll probably fuck it up like he doesn't even talk it could be even david howard as jack the ripper this guy and, might be his views going forward you never know and he has he has some sort of like he's like deformed he he can't even talk his mouth is closed he's just like <laughs> you know what i mean you never know you never know now uh whether we cut this out if they make a part three what are the big fails you think they would do? He's gonna talk? No, I don't think I don't think he'll talk. You think some bad exact Harvey Weinstein's gonna be like, you know what? He should say at least one word in the movie. 
and we put on oh, a TV. Yeah, I think that uh, this has become an iconic character already. And I think... Like a Buster is, Keaton, kind of like a Buster Keaton kind of thing. Yeah. It, it, this Very is, similar with his face, and Buster yeah. Keaton's kind of scary looking, if you think about it. He kind of looks like a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a gun. But yeah, you know, you know, the 20s when they had the, 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 the makeup and the hair and everything is very expressive because there was no sound. Yeah. No, I think Arthur Clown. You think they would do something crazy yeah. like, with money? Like a black and white, no sound version of it? That would be kind of like a fuck. That would be kind of cool, like a short. Like Maybe a. Yeah, you know, like with the words. That's, it's that's how, well, you remember, you remember um, in uh, one of the it's, I think the last one they made. Uh, it too. Yeah. The movie. When they show his origin, it's like a black and white movie. I never saw it too. Never saw it too. No, I mean yeah. the the new it too, not the old one. Yeah, yeah the new it too. There's a part. It was not as good when they were adults, right? I liked it. I liked it. Oh. Uh, there's like a black and white sequence, I think, or maybe it turns color at one point, where it's like his original clown character in the circus or whatever like the dancing clown and it's like black and white and stuff they could do part three starting off with some sort of black and white origin movie that looks like a buster keaton type of silent film you know but maybe they'll probably think it's too much on the nose of the yeah movie. i mean i mean it would be great if 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 the his if they if they actually do the backstory because i feel like that that's what they're gonna do I feel like they have to do it, a little bit of both. They have to give you a little bit of backstory, but don't give too much. Leave a lot. Like, like a Godfather part two where it cuts back and forth. No, God, no, don't do that. You know, I'm mean, like, like I, I, if they do him young, I, I think that the, I mean, obviously he becomes a clown, but I, it would be interesting if it's nothing to do with clowns. Something makes him act like the clown, you know, like the opposite of, of what you expect. You know, that would, I mean, who knows? That's up to, uh, I guess the people involved. That's part of the charm of like uh, being so ambiguous. Your head can go anywhere. That's why they should, should they should answer some things, but not everything. Not a lot. Yeah, not, no. not the left. When this comes out on Blu-ray, I'm pretty sure it's going to be loaded. I'm going to buy the Blu-ray. It might yeah, even be extended four-hour cut. Come, I want to see. Mm -hmm. I want to hear commentary by the director because I want. Yeah. I want to know. How you know his thoughts, you know, everything like because I, I heard him on Howard Stern, he sounds like a regular guy. He's like, Yeah, I was like, nah, nah. you know, usually like the, the people that was, regular guys sound like, no, yeah. but I'm saying he, he, he doesn't sound like a, like a Quinn Tarantino. He's like, Yeah, fuck yeah, I want to do this. <laughs> he's very humble, yeah, and he's like, Yeah, I want to do this, I want to do that. And I, I, I think he's he's young, he's a young guy. I mean, he's in, I think he's older than us. Well, we're old, David. Yeah, I know, but you know. <laughs> hey, but I mean, hey, like I said, huge fans. I'm on their I'm on their team going forward, and I look forward very much to both their works going forward. Um, so that's it. I start wrapping it up. All right. You know, yeah, as a gag, they just submitted it to the Oscars, right? No, I didn't know that. Oh uh, yeah, if you follow them on Twitter, yeah, they officially submitted it to the Oscars. That's good. There's so many shit gets submitted. That's great. I mean, if anything, it should win for best. Uh, well, I mean, special effects technically it counts, and and performance. Art the clown's performance to me yeah. is fantastic. 
that will never fucking happen. No. The special effects, but you can't show any of the clips on the other thing. We're talking about, I mean, I mean, we're movie guys. We love movies. We went to film school. We want to make movies. But, you know, the Oscars are, you know, come on. The Oscars are just. Asses, bro. Yeah, fuck Hollywood, bro. I hate Hollywood. The, the, the Oscars, but especially the Oscars. That's all. Oh. That's, that's, that's. I mean, biggest circle jerk of all. That's, that's all bullshit. It is all bullshit. You know, that's all like that. This might as well be in Washington. It's all the same shit, dude. Oh, shit. I mean, a man, I mean, we'll probably cut it. A man, a man can slap someone on live TV. Nothing happens. He goes back, he wins the Oscar, and nobody kicks him out. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's because, oh, I don't want to offend uh, this person. It's all political. It's because all he's going to win because they already know he's going to win. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. <sighs> all right. Let's cut it short. Okay. Till next time. It's November. God knows what we're going to do. We're going to have to start getting into some Thanksgiving Christmas themed shit. I mean, what's coming up movie wise? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Black Panther. Do you want to see that in the theater? Not really. I'm, I'm Avatar. Not... Maybe we'll do an Avatar thing. We'll do Avatar. I'm looking forward to that uh, Santa Claus Die Hard movie. Oh yes, I thought yeah. you meant the Santa Claus is. Uh, what is it? Deadly Claus. Night or what the hell is it called? Uh... Santa Claus is. They made another Santa Claus. No, no, no. That new movie that's coming out that I sent you the trailer of with. Uh... Yes, with uh, what's his name from uh, Stranger Harvard. Things? David yeah. Harbour. Oh, I watched that. I forgot the name of the movie. Silent Night, Deadly Night. No, I forgot something. Like that. Yeah, we'll watch that. We're pretty. We're pretty much. We'll we'll talk soon. Anyways, we'll we have we'll have a bunch of stuff coming out. So remember, guys, please rate us on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify. We're on all the apps. Leave any feedback, even even if it's bad. Say, hey, man, I don't like you guys. Fuck you. Say something. Rate us. We appreciate it all, man. Uh, Follow us on YouTube, Instagram. You can follow us at thecreaturesofthenight.com. And the link tree is right there. So, David, until next time. Until next time, have a good night. Keep it real, people.